Welcome to the power of makeup with your host, Lan. BBC One Glow Up, Series Two runner-up, and social media sensation James Mack discusses the harsh reality of being thrown into the spotlight on the hit show, what it's meant for his career so far, and how he plans to take his talent and skills to the next level. Brought to you by Timely Business Management Software. So James, thank you so much for joining me. You look amazing, by the oh, way. Thank you. Thrifts up for my life. I say it's never more than two pounds, but you know, sells for a million. Well, you're definitely a fashion um, icon, I say, because like every time I look on your Instagram, you are just killing it in heels and all sorts and fluff feathers and just walking the catwalk in the streets. I mean, you're, I think your last one where you're wearing a big red outfit. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I think that's definitely um, the queer family. Like my <laughs> sisters in the drag community, like that's where I'll get any of that. They teach me so much, as much yeah. as like my friends and I. So it's forever growing. When uh-huh. I was on Globe, actually, I remember literally having just jeans and a shirt. Like it was so much more, dare I coin the term basic, but I've grown in that sense in the last yeah. two or three years. Uh-huh. So yeah, colour is always a huge big part pattern. of like the big pigments. Oh, I love that because you are literally like full of colour when you walk in a room and I absolutely love that. And obviously I only got to know you from watching um, from Glow Up mm-hmm. uh, when you were on there. As had I. I had learned, <laughs> I actually learned about you in the first series. I've learned a lot about this industry really, really in the last three years. Oh, thank you. But also, you know, like because you're Irish as well, that was also another draw. And oh, then yes. also I was watching your work very closely. Very cool. And, you know, and you do drag makeup, but you do everything else. But you mm-hmm. actually trained in film as well. So yeah. let's just roll back into mm-hmm. like your first memory yes. of makeup. Makeup for me was always based on art. Like I loved art in school mm-hmm. and I wanted to be the camera operator on a production set like Glow Up. I did a media degree in Dublin City University mm. and I one day just did drag makeup on myself. It's like Amy Winehouse was the thing in 27, 28. Mm-hmm. And she just won a Grammy and all the girls were wearing it in boarding school. So like puberty was kicking in. So my memory of makeup I always loved art. I was always into like, I thought I'd be like a fashion photographer. Like Mm. visuals, I had to capture something all the time in my Mm. mind. And the girls makeup and they were following that winged lash was capturing me. It was starting to like go from pastels and batiks art to actually the more feminine beauty. And there was a weird, well, I felt weird about it because I had no motivation or influence to do it. It Mm. came from like, not even your mum? No. Wear makeup? Your not, cousins? Mm, my cousin did wear makeup. No, she was mad about the, you know, yeah. Rimmel Flat Mousse and the, mm. con- like the bronzers and I think Maybelline's Colossal Mascara. And <sighs> I robbed more of those and I've had hot dinners off her. <laughs> Anytime we'd go to visit the cousin's house, that's a confessional. So I was just drawn to it. Like, I'm always a huge curious person. Curiosity mm. will kill me at the end of the day. <laughs> and that was just in me. So yeah. makeup was like... Top secret, like, you know, Mission Impossible standard in the bathroom of my parents' home in the Irish Midlands till like six, seven in the morning and just doing liner and drawing. And like it would go out of control into something artsy and then I'd pretend to be just like, you know, lipstick and shave my like... Hold on a minute, so how old are you at this point? I'm about 15, 14, 15. 15. I was doing drag or like what was the essence of it, but I didn't know what I didn't know what it it mm. meant like drag race wasn't a thing on TV. That's fine. It was just so. a gut instinct, or I wanted to break away from like 
constructive gender Yeah, but I mean, around you, what were you surrounded by? N nothing. There was nobody around you with, um, you know, wearing makeup? Not or? really makeup. Uh, yeah. Art. There was loads of art. And my dad's yeah. sister is my godmother. And she always brought me to the Galway Arts Festivals. Mm. And she'd show me, you know, theatre performances where I saw men or women or whoever they yeah, in yeah. makeup. And she had told me stories of, you know, putting makeup on to be part of, like, the kind of festivals and the performers oh, in Galway so Arts. Maybe she was. Absolutely. And like, I have huge, you know, to give her huge credibility for that. So they are my early memories of makeup. Mm. I oppressed a lot of it for like, easily, I'm going to say eight years. I, eight um, years. Yeah, because when I finished college, I was 22. Yeah. I went to America for six months and worked on Navy Pier in Chicago for the sake of it. Just selling wow. photographs, yeah. freelancing, nightclub photography. I was photo shooting all the drag queens. I was doing all the dolls oh, yeah. back in Dublin. And I thought, okay, I'm a photographer. And I was going to, I was doing But were wedding. you doing makeup? No, I, I left it all behind. Oh. I was scared because uh -huh. I hadn't come out until I was 21. And that in itself was like the first onion layer of this never ending coming out sense. And makeup was mm. more scary to me to admit than my sexuality. And I don't know why it was such a big thing. Um, having not seen much of it outside of like what? the glimpses I've seen online, and like mm. I said, the girls in school and arts festival, mm. and then robbing a few mascaras from my cousin here and there, and this one liner pen that lasted like a century <laughs> in my parents' bathroom. There was nothing else to carry yeah. it through to say it's real. You can do this as a, you know, a job. So mm. I went and did photography thinking, okay, bing, I'm a photographer. Mm. Things felt almost in my head suddenly systematic. Yeah. And that's so, it's weird, you know, that's like six years ago, and I almost feel I'm still, Breaking out of my shell from that. Six years ago is not that long, you know. I'm, I'm, I have to remind myself of that because I think a lot happened really quickly then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, <laughs> like, when I'm looking at you, I'm like, mm, you're quite well established already. You know, a lot of people gravitate to you, your personality. You're actually like um, a guest judge, you know, in the Ireland um, glow up. So, you yeah. know, for you to do that, you know, kudos to you. So you. It's, it isn't funny know. how life works, I guess, and what you. Mm. Teach yourself and train yourself for what you experience you go through at a certain point when they're going to come back around. So as a kid, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a, ah, like a star. Yeah. So maybe come on, if it's going to be makeup. I think or... everyone does. I'm not being funny, but when as a kid you watch TV, you just want to be a superstar. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be famous, but not yes. the famous to be like a celebrity famous. I wanted to be famous to get rich, to be able to help and do things. This is it. You know, that and was my motivation. Like absolutely. Mother Teresa and da da da. Yeah. But well, not to more, be. Yeah. Scrutinized, you know, <laughs> in the media. So, do you feel like misunderstood sometimes? A little bit. You know, mm. it's so rich and pure that you say that because honestly, Lannis, like that is so refreshing to hear because I think to myself, I'm almost at a point now where there's this level of exposure. People will have a healthy, more than likely healthy impression set of what you're doing, who you are, but there's more for me to unfold. Um, mm. And as well, with just the universal law of attraction, how the pandemic unfolded in 2020. Coincidentally, when our series aired, you couldn't predict that. So it really had us all in our series go down the online route and the social creativity. I was so delighted with like the last 18 months to have that opportunity because mm. it almost fed my soul and gave me the answers that were so in the air of what am I doing? Where's my creative yeah. source going? What am I selling for myself? When I had that ambition as a child to be like, look at me, want some kind of level of attention. But that has kind of been validated and like filled and I'm trying to change my path in a way now. Because mm. I feel like, you know, you've got your name 
Um, you're fairly successful, right, on social media. I mean, you get paid, right, for, for branding and, and mm-hmm. doing stuff, right? I had a, you know what, I'm being really transparent. Yeah. I had a lot in 2020, 2021. It's not mm-hmm. that course of action right now there's not a lot of mm. like agencies reaching out to me because I've changed I, ch- I, I changed the you know the set my, set wind of my sails uh, last yeah. summer and mm. it's kind of digressed a bit and has freelance work progressed as much and I'll be honest it's not like mm. things are shaky but things are changing and I have to nearly decide what it is I want to do but also I guess for me as a makeup artist let's just from yeah. make a point of view I want to be on the ground. I'm a people's person. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I sit, when you think about the acting abilities or the energy, which mm-hmm. is huge for me, you get that in person. I know you can share a lot with the power of social media. Yeah. I don't think for me, and it's no read towards anyone, that I was yeah. meant to stay confined to a space or a room constantly. Yeah, because um, you're in your attic, right? Yes, I, I did my <laughs> attic. Saying, and like, like, people don't know. Oh, and you like, know, you know, the fear, like, I had no fear of missing out when the world was on standstill. And I was really fortunate to have an amazing mum and dad. There's only the three of us, me, myself, and I, mm. back in Ireland. And I had all the space where we come from in rural Ireland, in County Leash, to create That's all it. the amazing work. And it was like the brand deals, the partnerships, the social mm. media job was on fire. And it was great. Mm. I always wanted to come back to the city though. I saw it opening last year. I lived here for two years, yeah. 2018, 19. That's how I discovered Glow Up. I was in the UK. Yeah. Um, I had a you know resident to be able to apply. And I was mm-hmm. the first I- Republic of Irish person on the show. <laughs> like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. In, absolutely. In pre- yeah. like, the one that probably sat in the most red chairs, I'd say. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and that. Um, yeah. yeah, so that was like, that was great a year and a half ago, but it didn't mean I went into Glow Up wanting to learn more as an artist, mm. as a makeup artist, but also as myself. How do we, you know, lipstick and liner is what we see as a makeup artist initially, but there's so much more that goes beyond. Like the editorial creative world, so much of your stamp on the beauty industry. I've learned only recently, this like 24 mm. past months. Yeah. And I think, you know, I just have to trust the process where it's going next like saying that out loud and kind of talking about yeah. a great 18 months experience, things, you know, there's a wave in life, like the flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's changing now because I want to maintain being a working artist. And now that we're kind of back into the real world, I guess. Yeah, that's... I mean, so what um, changes have you seen um, with the brands? Is it because mm-hmm. the fact that you're not focusing on, because um, I remember I was having a discussion with somebody about, you know, if you don't have enough engagement or followers and stuff, mm-hmm. um, then the brands don't want to invest or, you know, what True. Is- uh, I would happily not look at my phone. I would not mm. have my phone out when I'm with someone at a yeah, table. And I think that's, you know, call me old fashioned to just, I've been here before from yeah. a soulful point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm an old head. I will, I grew up not much with my phone, even though I was always into technology and photographs, but yeah. I just am much more engaged in deep, meaningful conversation, I guess. I don't mind if it gets heavy. It just, I mean, this is probably, really good for you because where you've suppressed who you are now that because of who you are actually the whole industry is opened up right those brands yeah the engagement is not the same as when i was fully attached to it mm. and i think for me i want to be part of i guess like when you look at my socials it's not just my face all the time i started to share yeah. some work that i actually was doing mm-hmm. and it's like the second i did that it nearly breaks the chain and it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard for an agent that represents you for social media to nearly trust that this you have the number, the numbers game, the mm. algorithms anymore, the engagement. Like I posted anything in late 2020 
and it was getting 20,000, 30,000 likes, like most of our season from the show, because we were the trend. We were the hot thing for that 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Capitalize on it, own it as much as you want. I did for a year, and then yeah. it's like the second I stepped outside the door, I saw a change. I was making decisions for myself. Mm. And I you know I've had to not be hard on myself to think, why am I like, giving this up almost? Because people aspire and work so hard to want to get that online platform on a level when mm. it was somewhat just... I nearly felt like it was gifted because of the timing and yeah. what the show prevails. It's a huge successful production now and it really benefited a lot of us from exposure and social media if that's what you soulfully want. Mm. But to be able to find the balance between both, like that's something that they don't tell you in the in the so is fine that your, print. Is that your, your biggest advice then for people? Because obviously I remember before influencing was a big thing. Mm-hmm. You had your original girls, you know, yeah. um, Pixie Wu, um, uh, let me see who else, Lisa Aldridge. I mean, <laughs> the, a few of those, you know, yeah. um, big, big names. Yeah. And I remember someone coming up to me and goes, hey, do you want to be an influencer and do makeup? And I went, uh, nope. And he goes, yeah. and he goes, why not? And I said, well, because I want to be on the ground. I haven't mm-hmm. got time for that. I need mm-hmm. to be working on shoots and editorials. Yeah. You got to be it, quick or have a double alter ego. Like you need, I need two. That's what I always yeah. say to myself to my friends. I'm like, girls, if I can be in my drag self, separate yeah. and say his boy James, and one can run socials and let me run around and be yeah, on set and assisting or traveling. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a hard job to multitask on all those levels. And mm-hmm. I think social media is actually really, really hard. I'm not mm-hmm. being funny, but I sometimes I get a burning anxiety in my stomach because I haven't posted or whatever. Yes. And it's like, I have to step out of that. Uh-huh. So, you know, what advice would you give for those that are sort of thinking, yeah, I want to be like you, I'm going to be outside, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. earning loads of money, because obviously yeah. it's changed now. But It has, and you know, like I would be, you know what, Maybe this is my journey. It's not for everyone that it'll be exactly like this. Some people are killing the game. They just know what they want and power to you as well. I think, especially for a glow up, we didn't even know about the Netflix launch when it aired. Like series one, Lee's series, the guys, mm-hmm. that came out December of when we wrapped, like right before the pandemic kicked off. Mm-hmm. So this is January 2020. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we had already filmed our series, it was in the bag, it was yeah. like shush shush already three months ago and I never did it for that purpose because it didn't exist. So when it happened it was like, I wouldn't change a thing but God I was being so authentic and just Irish country country and hi Joe because I thought this is great for my experience, I'm going to yeah. learn a hell load. And then I think since then the recent uh, audition tapes and seasons yeah. that are coming forward, I get messages all the time being like, how do I get on Globe? And I'm like, what do you want? It's like, yeah. do you want to learn? Because like, you gotta be, you gotta be pri- you gotta, you gotta take pride in your mistakes. Mm. I had a up and down experience on the show, mm. but I broke away from myself, and that gave me huge. Because yeah, that ground. was still part of your learning curve for who you were, right? Mass- oh, massively. Because I mean, to be exposed like that, and mm-hmm. actually just touching on that, um, because you have a bit of a disability. And yeah, um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, when I met <laughs> you at um, the competition, where physically, like. You're absolutely fine. Yeah. And I wanted to figure out like, you know, what brings it out on you. And you were saying that how anxiety or, you know, <laughs> yeah. anxiety, you know. No, it is. I mean, you know, like, even thinking about it, I have a little tick now going yeah. on there. And um, it's funny because when I get the verification, it's that blue tick. And my friends are like, you just paint yourself blue tick. <laughs> like, oh. it's there. Um, yeah. I have a form of Tourette's syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, I was diagnosed when I was 18 with a consultant in school because oh. I was just getting highly stressed about being in a boarding school environment for those six Are years. Are you in like, boarding school? I was in boarding school in Ireland from 12 to 16, or 12 till 18 years old. And in Ireland. In Ireland, in a co-ed, um, you know, private Church of Ireland school. Mm. And that, you know, look, I can almost it shaped, visualize. 
Wow. It shaped a lot. I think it gave yeah. me a lot of hard grit and kind of resilience because yeah. I was never, let's say, scared of Val or Dom in respect of like, they yeah. go to town and critiquing you, but they don't yeah. want to have, like break it down. They want to build you up. And yeah. like some people perceive it all in their own ways. I remember mm-hmm. thinking I had to, I would nearly call the show Britain's best mental capable <laughs> star, the makeup star, because it was your attitude. I mean, attitude yeah. screams for how we thrive in this, yeah. you know, industry or in this world, life. Your skills yeah. and talents are can be a given, but how you address and share it, like I'm mm-hmm. still feel like I'm figuring that out. But school really gave me, I mean, it was tough. Like when you have something so physical, it's easy to be the pit of the joke. And, mm. you know, I think, I definitely like to think I have a huge abundance of kindness, but it's weird how I translate all my school experience yeah. to almost like, I forcibly do remind myself to remain kind or never take mm. or judge anyone for granted. Everyone is welcome through my door. And so, you know, Tourette's is there every day mm. for me. Like there's things yeah. that will always regulate, like breathing is huge, meditation. I try to do yoga, swimming, things to regulate. Yeah. I never felt it like was a label for me or that yeah. it hindered me, which was mm. kind of special. And I remember mm. going for the show it was a huge, obviously, story opportunity to share. Yeah. I had never seen myself, because I can't when I'm doing it in the mirror, <laughs> yeah. seeing footage of me twitching. And it came out on, I think, the second episode when I did my Bowie look. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, the, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, that was a huge episode for me, because I learned, again, you learn so much as a makeup artist, I learned a lot about myself in that like 30-second feature that they had on me. Um, what did you learn? I went really red, I got really like scared or embarrassed. So I was back home yeah. in Ireland, like I was with my parents, yeah. so you had to get a VPN, the, produ- the producers showed us episode one. Yeah. They said, here's a snippet. Uh, I learned about, well, when it aired, the message that came in, I realized how many people felt the same, whether mm. the subject, the context is Tourette's, but yeah. an inability or just how people can feel so inadequate or different. And mm. whether it's internally, physically, it opened up like, so many avenues for people to like reach out and like they almost felt like they could just trust me and that was you know in a way overwhelming as much as it was so enticing and wow i often think have i even fully done what i meant to do with sharing that journey of what i could connect to and i feel Mm. like never talked about Tourette's as much in my life in the last two years because i just kind of took it for granted just like it it was a given for me where some people have really respectfully accredited like the aspire inspired by god you do this but yeah you still have this and i go wow really it never nearly was a second thought because i never knew any mm-hmm. different and um only yesterday i was on the bus and i do my thing and one girl said oh you know i'm just brushing my hair you keep looking at me and i was like oh i have tourettes and then she goes oh well, why don't you swear and all these other assumptions came out and it, it's mm. funny because i just wonder what conversation we're having in society i've never talked about it as much before recently and you know just to bring it back mm. the power of makeup when i do makeup it's like say, it evaporates i was about to say because when we're talking about makeup you haven't twitched or nothing and i think like obviously he's he's really relaxed around me thank god no because you said anxiety <laughs> brings it out and then obviously it's up you know talking about uh, stuff and you started going and i was like oh okay so it's in your head as well do you think like i think it is yeah. no i am um, you know, I met a very important person in my life when I was 16 who's quite close to my mom. She's my mom's age. And you, you would, I'd call it like my counsellor. She taught yeah. me a lot of the meaning of life and gave me a huge insight into emotional intelligence because I would be a huge emotional person. I can sense mm. someone in a room, whether they know about it or not. Like, yeah. I'm not saying I have a superpower, but I'm deeply in tune. And it's like, even when I went to the show's experience, I knew I had the potential to really go 
the long mile, but I had to unlock something for myself. And yeah. I did some incredible work with this friend, like a week or two before we filmed. This is August yeah. 2019. Like I had yeah. like a, a, a therapy session nearly with her for six hours where I, I nearly cleansed out any traumas, all the things I held on to for like six, seven years in boarding school where like mm. I never ever gave myself any credit of how difficult it was to mm. just sit there, take it on the chin. I didn't like stand up and like punch anyone back. I was really yeah. shy and found it hard. But nonetheless, it was like I'm still fighting for what I know is in my gut, like mm. coming out, not holding back about being queer from rural mm-hmm. Ireland saying I want to yeah. do makeup like it was a career change I was the scariest thing I know it sounds so crazy but I was petrified to do it because I came yeah. from a sports environment and my dad was the only son of a son and I thought I had and they never put this pressure on me yeah. but whatever I was nurtured in my own head as a child yeah. what I was soaking up I pick it up a lot so to shake all that you know that was a lot for me and just yeah the power of makeup does a lot to make me relax so when I get deep into yeah. conversation I feel hugely comfortable one thing i'll say is i think i got better at the skin technical side of makeup yeah. post glow up in lockdown after i'd gone through the trials and tribulations because yeah. i had to you know almost relearn the faces the canvas your tools are yeah. makeup because i'd loved art as a kid like i loved drawing you're self-taught though self i did a training course in ireland for, for nine TV months thing, and it was yeah. tv mm. kind of film makeup mm. we had to do a, a case study portfolio yeah it was harder than my final exams in secondary level in Ireland. It was like yeah. having to tick these boxes. It was the iTech yeah. uh, level three diploma certificate. <laughs> and it was for fashion TV, film and makeup. But what you can't buy is just the on-ground experience. And I got work as a trainee on an Irish TV set summer 2018 with a designer that was then, she's British and she's L- London Irish. She went on to design the eight series of the children's BBC's Horrible History Show. Mm-hmm. And I came over here as a trainee for that. Uh-huh. It was initially a month's work experience. And then yeah. it happened to be, you know, I worked my ass off. I was yeah, like, no, I, no, I swept the floor. <laughs> I kept those clothes clean. Yeah. I, you know, it's an admin life. Never yeah. mind the makeup side. Mm-hmm. But that's how I broke through to the UK. And um, those, that year and a half as a, make, as a TV film trainee before Glow Up, was fundamental, yeah. but then I never did the standard that I delivered on the show prior to actually filming. It was like all firsthand. Mm-hmm. I stayed up every night to recreate and create and practice. I think I did every creative brief four times before we aired on that show. Some people could have gone in and done it yeah. firsthand ready, pa- like power to yeah. you. To me, I had to give it my all to get yeah. to where I want, well, to where I did in the end. And then doing all the social media for a year and a half, getting much better refining, even drag. I was doing club kid drag mm-hmm. and parties in North London in like yeah. 2018, 19, whilst getting like some you know freelance trainee jobs here and there. Yeah. The drag is kind of even pushed through for me now. And it's like at 28, I feel the most connected to like my self-identity than I ever had before. And I think mm-hmm. that is where I have this calmness inside me and I have to trust the process when I have an anxious day or think, Oh, am I going to become a freelance artist with a studio mm. space now? You know, what's next for me is, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I think will be next for you. Well, what is next for you? Tell me, what is it you, you want? Like, what do you want to share about, you know? Um, I would love to be able to be back in person. I think I definitely know I want to start assisting with mm-hmm. artists that have so much experience under the belt. I'm far from 
ever going to be finished. Like, the one yeah. thing I remember learning on day one in the course I did do in Ireland, the day you think you know everything about makeup, is yeah. a CC makeup artist. That's that right. sticks with me. I think it's the oldest ritual in the book. Yeah. And um, there's so much more I think I still need to learn yeah. in the industry, and I'm willing. So it's trying to find the right path. And it's just, you know, it's a great even just to talk about it with fellow artists today like a lot of my close friends in my social and private life are very much from the queer community the drag world i love that with all my heart mm. i sometimes wonder that where can i share my professional world with more friends like i made friends in the makeup industry for the first time on glow up like my season you know i never met a makeup buddy before because i was doing the tv jobs but i jump yeah. on to the next one and wouldn't see them outside of that environment uh, yeah. so it's like i feel more secure and safe coming up to the my 30s compared to what you all expect and imagine we're yeah. meant to like feel and have straight after school when we're like 18 or 19. Yeah. Some tips then for your younger mm-hmm. self or people? For my younger self, I think, you know, don't hold back as much. Like, no regrets. No regrets whatsoever. But I think don't be afraid to say yes without thinking you need to have it all sorted. With the passion for art, there's also a level of perfectionism because I would have mm-hmm. things always to a high standard and you have to like let that go. And even through jobs, you know, I've made what some hell of mistakes on sets and jobs and you think, oh, I'm, sc- I'm done, I'm screwed. But mm. you got to give time time. Um, so yeah, give time time, trust the process. Um, mm. You know, practice as much as you have to. Reach out, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to ask. Don't be afraid to ask for more and think that you're mm-hmm. not being selfish when, you know, as a person I feel I know I'm, and I'd be confident now admit that I feel so much more selfless in caring and helping and just always being kind and mm-hmm. wanting to put my best self forward to help others. But you can also ask for things. Okay, and so I just want to ask, like, since you do drag makeup, you do yes. it very well, um, what's the thing that maybe makeup artists who are not into drag, like, mm-hmm or people who want to get into drag or starting off in drag, what's the, the keys thing? Is it the brows? Is it the skin? So, Is it the, yes. You know, uh, I definitely say, you know, understand face shape. I know it's crazy, like we're all deluded or somewhat in the drag world, we can't stop looking at ourselves, but like understand face to know your proportions. Like for brows, technically straight away, start with the root of where your natural mm. brow exists. You don't do a high brow and start up where they kind of almost get lost as like a dodgy waiter on a plate. Because <laughs> like, yeah, on globe, right, everyone just goes in with the prit stick, right? Yeah, pop, 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 and you know, and even yeah. if you prit and you like comb yeah. up, it looks laminated. Even if you're covering, concealing your brows, re- draw on the new ones, but start at where the root of your like mm. base is. Because we all have a human face shape where it's the basis for any way you want to perceive, where you're yeah. creating more of a feminine look or yeah. you're doing more of a tr- like masculine base how your face is shaped, your brow bone is there. Yeah. Initiate there, come higher, but have it more at a, like a gentle 45 angle slope and yeah. then have a higher arch. Mm-hmm. It'll work for your face shape. Yeah. Um, for me, I think then the heavy contouring that was like a huge trend, like even five or six years, actually no, f- four or three years ago, mm. isn't there for me as much. I used yeah. to do this cut cheek, highlight, like, you know, contour left, right and center, taking hours <laughs> using lots of powder. Um, I use Max Studio Fix and just do a cream blush blend and I'm doing drag. It's like, you it's know. It's nice to hear, you know, yeah, that it's not that. It's because softened. I think, yeah, it's nice to see that, you mm-hmm. know, even for you that, that does it, that you are actually mentally thinking, oh, it doesn't need to be as heavy because people have, uh, you know, perceived drag makeup in a certain way. It's all 
glitter, mm-hmm. it's all yeah. this, it's all that, but actually, and probably still love just glitter. about being beautiful yeah. as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, it's all about beautiful. It's feeling more it's fluid very skilled. for me. Yes, no, it is. You know, it's a highly skilled, um, you know, to have mm-hmm. as well. It's funny because I think having done drag for so long and like practicing it and doing it in clubs and then trying to learn mm. my like my space in the industry, what I find hard and what I guess I need to learn more of for my own in, like freelance wherever it goes is softening things. Mm-hmm. Like you have to trust sometimes leaving skin is skin, you know, having no black on any emphasis of the eye if it's just brown or enhancing the natural beauty, mm. you know, that like timeless classical look. That's something I actually need to work on. The big wow, brow, thank you, ma'am, crazy art work. That's where I run to. That's always my lippy and liner and go. So I think that's what I have to, you know, I'm excited to learn next in the chapter. Yeah. Like the the show was great because it was obviously personifying or really highlighting the most. Never seen before creative makeup. Thank yeah. God they had so much more priority on the creative brief part. The industry yeah. part of the competition, the, like the first half of like every episode or week is very important. But it was that, like, it's how well you did that would put you in more of a pressure cooker situation for in the creative briefs. Like I always had my 15 minutes less because I was struggling with following the industry briefs. That was my learning objective, yeah. I guess. But the creative part, it's like I was happy in every challenge, even though some people were sweating they thought this is the this is the hard part of this yeah. fabricated competition that's what set sales for me i have to go flip kind of the other way now yeah. mm-hmm. and really focus on that and trust yeah. that that could be my favorite thing to do in a, like a year's time from now well, i'm really i'm um, really looking forward to see how you develop and you know um find your feet in the next chapter of your life absolutely um, so far i like you know kudos for everything you've done and you know Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say to people as well, yeah. to also just remember their authenticity. Like, yeah. I didn't have as much of a struggle with thinking that my Tourette's was holding me back. The messages I get from people that are aspiring makeup artists, and it is, I'm just like, trust that it's, it is your power, it's your strength. That's your power mm. for makeup, as much as the power of makeup, yeah. of how it makes you feel. Like, I've painted myself how I feel so many times uh-huh. before. Yeah. For me, it's, it's escape, it's addressing a fantasy, it's also making me feel better. But for some people, it could be how they could, like, you know, make up an ability, an inability, a disability. Mm. You know, use like the, like last year where Eileen, she had vitiligo. That's a huge power of makeup for how she can showcase and embrace mm. it. I loved when she did yeah. the diamond across her face. Like, mm. That was really, that spoke to me because I felt like I came from the same realm with how yeah. I lived with Tourette's, but I don't let yeah. it cease me. So that's one thing I'd say to my younger self if I was ever worried about it, but then yeah, also to, to anyone. Yeah, not to worry about it. For you, it is. would you and say that's the power of makeup for you? It is, yeah, that's definitely the power of makeup for me. And it's the freedom. And mm-hmm. I think as well, to sum it up, the power of makeup also, I think, is a human connection. Like, mm-hmm. it brings people together. We're having a discussion on the basis of what we do, but how it makes us feel and what. It's, it's a life. It's a life for millions of people around the world. Um, what I'm looking forward to post somewhat the last years we've all been through is the, you know, the idea of being able to travel with having this skill, this profession, this career. Because mm-hmm. I loved traveling as mm-hmm. a, like a, young, a teenager, kind of yeah. graduate in college. I've lived all over the world. There's so many things I think people don't know about me. I was a ski instructor in Switzerland what? when I was 16. <laughs> I lived in Lapland wow. as an elf for a, like, at like Christmas farm when I was 19 <laughs> for six months in the dark in the yeah. Arctic tundra 
Wow. I wrote trip across America. I lived in New Zealand with a girlfriend before I came Holy out. Holy crap! You've been. Um, oh my but god! But you know, for me, travel yeah. gave me so much like yeah. life experience. Whilst I re-skit trained myself mm. at 24 to do makeup, that is a bug that lives inside me. And if I could travel the world, you will doing this career. And for me, again, it's I can't meet not enough people. Yeah. For me, I gotta have my heart filled every day because it keeps me going. Uh-huh. Like I, I'm inspired by myself and by the. Yeah. my love for makeup and when I create an amazing look and I get to shoot it I'm like this is great I do a make I make it for a client or I'm part of a yeah. you know creative team I love that but I want to just have it you know outwardly like as far across every corner you want as everything possible. you want everything James I want you'll everything, get everything girl it's good it's I good I want to give back everything I guess I know I, I can I can <laughs> tell that you want to give back too so um thank you so much for being so open and honest and um, absolutely loved interviewing you thank you this is I definitely so cool this see is happening you. this is cool I, I think um, this is deadly <laughs> yeah so yeah hopefully I'll see you again and for anyone that's listening you know um, the best place to find you I guess is on Instagram right and yep absolutely say, um, Instagram um, mm-hmm. YouTube James McInerney is my full name my second name yeah. is Mac which is funny because I've done a lot of work with Mac Cosmetics but genuinely and J- yeah. James Mac is the brand or drag name you'll find yeah. me on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram are the same mm-hmm. and then my website is my Instagram social as yeah. well it's a gallery of my work mm-hmm. there's merch there for people you know people really fell in love with the 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 kind of idioms of the show as well yeah but, um, yeah thank oh, you brilliant. so much Lan. oh you're welcome thank you so much yeah big love <laughs>